a world premiere six-pack double feature event. Pick six, The Mandalorian. Fire in the hole! I gotta do that closer to the mic next time, (laughs) but not too close. You'll put your eye out, kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Us and everybody else. It's the first Star Wars themed thing we're talking about. <laughs> this is a TV show on Disney Plus. It's the best thing they've done since Rogue One. Kinda. I think. I'm tired of Skywalkers, dude. Well, they're all dead now. Spoiler. Well, <laughs> like you didn't think she wasn't gonna die. She's a step Skywalker. Not her. Who she's, are you talking? Ray. She's a Skywalker. I wasn't talking about her. I was talking about Leia. Where are you gonna put a lightsaber that big? Bend, Bend over, over and I'll show you. <laughs> You have a lot of nerve talking to me like that, Palpatine. Yeah. Uh, talking to you. Anyway. There, there was something funny that I was like, what is that thing called where you misremember something that was very familiar? The Mandela effect. The Mandela effect. And the most common thing in pop culture with Star Wars recently, well, or not even recently, was always getting the line wrong that Darth Vader says to Luke right. in Empire. Right. Like, he doesn't say, Luke, I am your father. He says, no, I am your father. Correct. Uh, and I decided, I'm like, I'm going to call this episode The Mandalorian Effect. <laughs> and the reason why, as I said, I, I defined it as a mental condition where a dedicated Star Wars fan inadvertently finds themselves subscribing to Disney Plus for a full year and then ends up watching old episodes of The Simpsons. Because <laughs> that's pretty much what I've I would, done. I need that to be the description of the episode, please. <laughs> oh, man. Uh so, Mandalorian just finished yesterday. We're recording on a Saturday. Happy! It's it'll be New Year's by the time you hear this. So, Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Okay. Hope you guys had a good Christmas. Hope you enjoyed the Christmas episode. And if you didn't, I'm sorry. <laughs> Screw you. Um, kind of like we did with Stranger Things. Uh, we just wanted to talk about uh, just talk about the Mandalorian a little bit, but make it a little more topical than we did with Stranger Things and get it out a little quicker. Um, so I just I just got. Six six things? Seven. I have, I have a bonus. Eight. I, have, yeah, I have two I have, bonuses. I have seven and a half. So we have at least a 12-pack plus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mostly things I liked and maybe one or two things that I were like. Same here. It's just in it's in any type of order. There's a couple where I'm like, yeah. So I guess this is the way. Go for it. You go first. I have spoken. <laughs> uh, my number six, might as well get this one out of the way, Baby Yoda. What about him? You'd love him. Just like, God, man, I didn't think I was going to be. I didn't think I could love a creature. I didn't. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That was a Favreau creation. It was his idea, apparently. It was not a this is Lucas film and going, hey. Why don't you try this? Why don't you put this into your idea? What were they? Was it was it not going to be? I, I don't know what the purpose, other than obviously Favreau's des- desire to do the to show, sell he, the fuck out of the show. Yeah, but he also said, "Hey, wait, don't sell anything yet. Don't tell anybody until the show premieres. Gotcha. Build it up, and then you'll you'll make a killing. You'll rake in the cash. You'll rake in the you'll cash. rake in the best car. Because you know, since what middle of November, we've been getting Baby Yoda memes." Since Yoda ha- doesn't have a race, they, he is a foundling, apparently. He is a foundling, yeah. <laughs> and again, uh, we'll put this in the title or the description, but if you haven't seen this... Uh, spoilers! Or The Rise of Skywalker, there will probably be some spoilers, so yeah. if that's a thing for you, dump, and we'll talk to you later. 
Um, <laughs> get out now. Get out now. <laughs> Let's see. My baby Yoda thing is um, – well, it's my number five. I just put down here I wasn't expecting to love the baby Yoda as much as I honestly have. Outside of like – it's almost a little too much baby sounds – can be. It's 50 years old. We understand that so Yoda was, what, 800, 900 that's, years old? That's my thing. I've got I've got the child, and the first thing I, I wrote is, everyone, please stop calling it Baby, Baby Yoda. Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> I call it the child. It is the, the child, kid. because no one knows what um, it is. So I've got, I've, I specifically, Kyle, uh, none of you guys have, have met Kyle yet, officially on the podcast. He's a friend of mine. Uh, he he uh, came in and did a couple episodes with us last fall, which, not sure where those are going to air yet, but... Uh, yeah, look for that coming up. But he mentioned the same thing you did, that Yoda died when he was 900, and right. he was clearly an elderly man. <laughs> if the kid is 50, and we're to assume it's the same species as Yoda, I mean, I don't want to judge a book by its cover, but right. uh, if that's infant-ish, is still maybe maybe two-year-old, because he's not talking yet. Right. 50-year-old? Um, yeah. So <laughs> That's what they said. Yoda's 18 when he dies. Okay, that's a hell of a quick aging. Mm-hmm. Or do the years slow down as you get well, to a certain point of maturity, like dog years? Wasn't – when he had the tracker or whatever it was, he was told that – I thought it was like the first or second episode when he came across it. He thought 50, it was 50. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was. The, 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 yeah, that's, the package or the, the – Whatever they called it is 50 years old. Right. The package. Um, so, yeah, I target, don't. <laughs> pretty much. That's what it was at first. <laughs> yeah. So I don't I don't know. It's a nice uh, way to soften the Mandalorian. Yes. Um, to give him. Well, it's, it's his. Uh, that's the whole purpose of his character arc. I would feel more as the child. I would feel more upset if I if I knew that it had been a device of Disney going. <laughs> Let's put this in here. Let's cutesy it up. But the fact that I mean, Favreau it, chose to make this as a part of the first season. What or now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He is part of the clan now. And let's be honest; it's probably going to be the arc of the whole, probably three season show. Yeah. As I don't, I don't want to find out what Yoda species is called. I think it's going to happen. You think it's going to happen? I don't think so. You don't think so? They I, I think you'll probably. I think you'll probably get a home world, or you'll get like a colony of them somewhere. And yeah, just dump them off on or, Dagobah and just go about your business. <laughs> uh, so yeah, my number six is the the child. That's much more appropriate since he was. Only everybody else calls it Baby Yoda. So that was my number. That was my number. Uh, that was my next to last one. It does, okay. these, none of these are in any specific yeah. like dramatic order. But so I just I just paired mine up with yours. What's what's your number five? Uh, it still feels like it's a little too much like a network show. Really? To me, yes. Huh. Now part of the show just it feels too network episodic. It feels sci-fi, CW, depending on the episode. Once or one uh. or two episodes. One is the one where I was like, oh, it's the seven samurai, except it's the two samurai. <laughs> it felt very network to me when watching that. And I know that, that one it's did Disney. feel a little structured. It, yeah. You're talking about the one when they go to the. Uh, they find the. What is it? It's not the ATATs. It was the. It's an ATAT. Is it? No, it's an no. ATST. ATST. The two legged ones. from the Return of the Jedi on the Moon of Endor, those ones. Yeah. It just felt like, hey, we're going to shove. Uh, Try to get you a love interest, and uh, yeah, Brock hated de- that one too. Yeah, let's defend the village. It felt a little too Hollywood—not yeah, Hollywood, but it felt very network TV. Yeah, I like that one. I I, like, I don't dislike it. It just it didn't feel like I it like was, seeing remnants of the Empire when there's no Empire. Yeah, like those warlords or those that 
gang of marauders was yeah. using that modified <laughs> yeah. chicken walker. Uh, well, that's so. My number five is I I, I like the uh, I like the serialized kind of like Saturday morning yes. western feel. I do I do like that. Yes, and that's what I've actually been doing with them. Is um, I come out on Fridays and I will wait till Saturday. And then I get up and instead of a bowl uh, of cereal, kind of what I was doing as well. Instead for of a bowl at least of cereal, three, it's a at cup least of yeah, at least three weeks, I did the Saturday morning. It's man, it's it's so fun. It's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I Star Wars has kind of gotten away from that. Yes, they uh, have. Which is what the, one of the three yeah. tiers that it was based on were the Saturday the morning inspiration cereals. of yeah. yeah. And it, this has gotten back to that because like. I mean, I know there's the overarching story, but each episode there's a little just different. Mostly what? middle. What's the beginning? Mando gotten into this week? <laughs> Find to, out tonight. Fridays on Fox. Yeah. You know, I just I, I, the the true one to one episode to the other almost don't have any connection, other than the he's kind of chasing the one armed man kind of thing. He is, which I thought was. I, but I, I do I, like I like the structure of the beginning, middle, and end. Off to the next planet mm-hmm. destination often job sunset, whatever the town yeah so that's that's my number five just i i like the serialized feel of it the other then my number four is not a slam on star wars or not a slam on the show itself but it doesn't feel as grand as star wars does watching yeah the, i agree the movies i like that you like that I do. that kind of not tunnel vision but it's very claustrophobic yeah not claustrophobic either that makes it sound negative. okay tighter it's it's not a it's not as grand a story. No, I, I like. That. I think that's Lisa's biggest beef with it as well is yeah. that it doesn't feel as grand in scope as the movies. Now and and I never watched any of the the cartoons. All, most of them, the animated series that they did, I didn't like the style of the animation. Same, and it felt very seven year old like directed towards. Yeah, I didn't. And I so didn't like the I, I I avoided those things most of the time. So and it, this is definitely connected to like, there's two animated I think I don't know. There's so, like Rebels, I think is one Rebels, of them. Maybe? And there's so damn many of them anymore, man. It's just like that's what that's my biggest bitch with Star Wars in the last ten years. It's like the Cartoon Network and how many different no, Clone it's Wars just things. How many different properties? And it's like I don't have time to keep up with all this shit, man. Just Oh yeah, guess what? Um, if you really cared about all of the things that were going on by 2015, well, guess what? Those are all legend now. We're going to create our own new storyline. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, oh, okay. So I just I dipped out, yeah. and this is a good way for me to to dip back in because yeah. I agree. What? And just off to the side, one thing I noticed that in the first episode, I was like, yeah, "Are you fucking kidding me? Is it really Tatooine? What is the connection with that backass planet?" And the universe, like, it's the ass into space. It is the ass into space. It's just like, <laughs> what the hell, man? Why is this? Why is this whole everything that happens in this damn universe? But he was only there once. He was, but it's but it was it, still once. It was it just there to be a winky moment? Like, yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's the, the same look, universe. Guess you forgot. Have, we have a contract with the Moff of Tatooine that we have to at least include Tatooine in one, one episode, episode or one season. scene of a saga <laughs> or something. So we're gonna get it out of the way real quick. He's going to Tatooine. Okay. There. Happy? Deal with it. Move along. Move along. Would have been a little more on the nose if he had parked his ship in Docking Bay 94. 94. <laughs> <laughs> Which I fully expected him to do. Um, that, I, I like the script flip that the, the droids are now serving at the bar. And yes. The bar is almost empty. We don't serve your kind here. They're droids. <laughs> <No. laughs> uh, which I'll get, I'll get into that later. But um, So you don't like the kind of closer it's it feels a little too small it feels less tin more vitology yeah that's it gotcha something i like is that he's not a full-on badass 
That's my number one. Okay. <laughs> He's sort of still finding his way. I, I put down here, the Mandalorian is not perfect. Mm-mm. I like how what his first appearance you think – He's a hard ass and a badass, and and in a lot of ways he still is. He sure is, yeah. But he still screws up from time to time, and that flamethrower on on his wrist does not work every time. And I love how it's kind of a joke because when he wants it to work, it doesn't, and then every once in a while it does work. (laughs) It's like a Tim Allen sketch. (laughs) It's like you said, for the most part, he knows I'm going to do this, and that guy's going to fall, and boom, diddy, boom. But every now and again, he gets his dick knocked in the dirt. Yes. Yeah. That was Lisa's other observation that she really liked was yeah, that it, he's it, not perfect. And there's another thing I'll get to later. He's but not it, an it, amazing it, warrior. He's a great warrior, but he's human. Yeah, he's human. Or whatever the hell race he is. But it humanizes him. And it, he's a foundling. He's a foundling. <laughs> um, because the Mandalorian, it is not a race. It is a creed. Just learned that yesterday. <laughs> yeah. But it makes sense. It's kind of like paladin or, you know, like a, a knight kind of a war type of warrior. Yeah. He's a guy. He's a simple he's a, he's man a trying to make his way in the universe. I saw a meme the other day that said the Mandalorian is either a, a story of a bounty hunter and his trek for something, or B, it's a story of a single father trying to make his way in the universe. You didn't laugh at that, but that was the that was the meme because it is. It's <laughs> yeah. It's about a, it is kind of. It was a joke when they the meme was a joke. I do I do like that he's. Learning. He's still learning. Yeah. I, I think that that is it's a nice little layer to the onion. What's your number? Good God, I don't even know where we're at. We're at three. Okay. Since I already finished with number one. Uh, we're skipping that, yeah. all around. All around. Uh, three. I, I love the Ugnaught uh, Quill. Is uh-huh. it Quill? Quill. Quill. There's... <laughs> As I looked up the spelling online the other day. Oh, oh K-U-I-I-L. Because that, that, that makes sense. Wouldn't it have been great if at one point he would have been like, I am too old for this shit. <laughs> I have spoken. I have spoken. Uh, I think they found the perfect physical representation of Nick Nolte's voice. <laughs> I do. I couldn't have told you it was Nick Nolte. And then they fucking killed him. <laughs> it was a good death. It was a good death. I wanted, dude, I I wanted him to show up. I'm glad they brought him back for another episode or so. Yeah, it was, you know, he was. He was I wasn't expecting. Was I great. wasn't expecting him to die yet. But I it wanted. Worked. I wanted Mando and the child. Obviously, I want that to be. I wanted that to be the core. But then I wanted. Kara and Quill and IG-11, I wanted them to fucking join up with Mando, and basically that would be their party. <laughs> <laughs> We're here for adventuring. Yeah. I wanted that so bad. Like, she's the, I don't know, I haven't done any RPGs in so long, but I, th- I think that would have been very cool. Yeah. But they kind of did. Got, they kind of did, but they also flipped the script and, and killed them off, too, in the first season, which is surprising. I think the frustrating part that I I, I kind of written down earlier and last night it 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 hit a note in me again and so I'm, i gotta write that down it's like um carl weathers character i can't remember his name and, and kara paulo creed they have a period paulo <laughs> creed uh, the p is backwards <laughs> the a is silent k-r-e-e-d-e <laughs> they have a little too much uh, uh expositional grief, dialogue grief carga is his name too much, yeah. Their their dialogue is a little too. It's a little stilted compared to his. And since he doesn't have to talk, Mando. Yeah, yeah. His dialogue is very nil. His yeah. his is reactionary, and that's, and that's okay. But you got to have somebody. I yeah. mean, you got to have somebody do the talking. You do. You don't necessarily go. It's a trap. <laughs> of you the, know, of the two, uh, I would say Carl Weathers is a bit more. He almost has a theater feel. Yeah. I didn't really notice that till you 
said it. I don't. I don't mind it though. It, no, it's all right. But it to me, I it hope takes, everyone's keeping score. That I have really, down. I've really had no problems with this show. So well, far. look, nothing. Anything to compared to the prequels and performances, minus Ewan McGregor. There's also the, some unique. It's not. I guarantee you, it's probably not motion capture, but it kind of looks like it, depending on the scene with uh, the the droid when he's moving by himself. It kind of feels almost Harry. Um, was it Harryhausen? Yes, dude. I it noticed kinda, that. Which uh, when he's walking through the river sticks. Yeah, uh, or when he gets on the speeder bike with Yoda. It totally. I I, I was feels watching that, that yesterday. That I, doesn't bother me. Lisa's like, it feels a little too. See, I liked it, I, but it looked, I, it looked, corny. But I I I, I kind of dug in camera. that. It looked yeah. in camera. It looked in camera. Where the rest of it doesn't look in camera, or it doesn't. None of the none of the animation or anything is bad. But that looked like, looked like a real puppet or something to me. Yeah. So yeah, I did notice. I that. wondered. Um, That's what's nice with the child too is the fact that it's puppetry. It's not. It's puppetry. CG. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Huh? I found I read I read that okay. that it was puppetry. I think they did. I think something that I read, and if I'm wrong, well, let us know. I'm sure, someone will let us know, Kyle. <laughs> uh, that they did both with puppet and without, just to see, just to see, sure. and they chose to go with puppet. Thank God. Yeah, because puppeteers need work, man. They do. <laughs> kids CG are, is kids t- are not hiring puppeteers for their birthdays that much anymore. Mm-mm. So that's your number three. That's my number three. Which was what again? It was <laughs> – I loved uh, the Quill character. Okay. The, the yeah. Ugnaught. Yeah. Because I couldn't remember it first and Lisa nailed the name of the of the race first before I did. Um, and, and just the just how that Nolte's voice just worked perfectly with that pig representation. Pig face. Pig face. <laughs> um, if you guys want to watch or see stuff on YouTube, it's way more in-depth about – Mandalorian or Star Wars in general, I recommend um, a channel called Screen Crush. He would do a this guy would do a video every day okay. after the Mandalorian episode came out. It shows you the Easter eggs and explains who like why this character is important or why this character's race means this or that or whatever. Um, so check that out, Screen Crush. Recommend so what's your th- what's your three? My number three is um, I know it's not always Pedro Pascal in that suit, but whoever's in there. The ability that they have to use that expressionless face and still act through it. A couple of times it was John Wayne's grandson. It was John it was, Wayne? It was his grandson. He was the uh, stunt stunt. He was the stunt guy for him. And I know a couple of – during a couple of scenes it, or a couple of episodes, it wasn't Pedro Pascal in there. But he's really able – like with head head tilts and right. like a nod. and It's almost – I think you're – Trans is not the word I'm looking for. Transmuting? No, but there is like you can't tell is it a male or a female wearing the mask when it's him moving around because his movements, depending huh. on the scene, are almost not feminine, but they don't uh, they don't exude a masculine or feminine. Tone. I would disagree with that. You would, yeah. I, I, okay. He doesn't. He's not a swaggery no man, but he definitely is. is Think so? Okay. But I don't know. After it's the good thing about this show is it's very rewatchable, and you're you're putting some of that. You're projecting some of that reaction from your own brain on on to the actor but just word economy that what you can say without saying anything just tilting your head or nodding or yeah that is good when he like when he scans a room you know ah, it's just it's just very cool i don't know if he was a dancer or what sort of physical actor pedro pascal may have been what else has he been in Game of Thrones, and he's popped in as a villain in some movies that I've seen recently. Okay, I think he's supposed to be I the just, main, potentially the main villain in the new Wonder Woman picture. But okay, Wonder Woman. I did like the. I, I loved that he's like no living being is 
to see my face. And right after that, Lisa was like, the droid's going to say, but I am not a living being or whatever. <laughs> Something line for line, <laughs> like word for word, she got it. And she's like, did you think, did you think for a, a minute or so that maybe he'll, he'll die? No. Oh. That, no, God. <laughs> no. Did you think that maybe IG-11 actually was the one that shot Quill? Like maybe the, maybe the program no, didn't work? No, no. Because I've, that same thing of being able to, his, his acting, that droid, they would hold in that droid's face for a second or two longer than you would think. And it's like, what mother, does it think? That motherfucker is, he's duped all of them and he's going <laughs> <He's gonna, laughs> to, he's going to collect that bounty that he was after in the second episode. No, I didn't. Episode. I felt after Quill had rewired him. Well, see, that's he's what that a was. Nesting droid. That's what I was. That's what I was struggling with. Like, well, did Quill actually do the job correctly, or did he miss something? He he did it right. And then I thought, was well, it was it? Um, I mean, he probably froze Han. So <laughs> you think he's the one? That he, did? He, know, he was one of the guys. I'm sure. Um, much guilt have I carried over that. I don't know. I just I thought maybe uh, Gideon may have made a deal with it, or it might have been Gideon's droid or something, and he shot Quill. And then turned him over, turned turn the child over to the stormtroopers, which I'll get to those stormtroopers, those scout troopers in a second. But until uh, he turned up when they right. were standing there and then laid waste. Broke one of the troopers' arms in three different ways. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's my uh, that's my number three. Um, my number two is I I think they found the right balance of humor. I There's a that. bit of a meta-ness to it almost yeah. because – Star Wars has been in existence for 45 years or close to it. Sure. It's it's one of those things where uh there is a self-awareness. That's that, that was my number 1 is the humor is subtle but it is spot on. Yeah. It doesn't hold anything too long, which is just perfect for for doing something good in humor. You which, know, good the, with comedic the, the writing. The humor is subtle until they bring Bill Burr in for an episode. And I'm not saying anything against that. No, that and was I was great, surprised. Yeah, it was That good, was one but... of the greatest jokes. Like, oh, he used to be an oh. Imperial. Oh, I guess he won't be much of a threat. It <laughs> wasn't a stormtrooper, smartass. <laughs> and then with the scout troopers trying to just shoot that basically that tin can and they can't hit it from 10 feet away. Right. The one. That oh, was good. That scene was way too long for that a second. That was probably about 30 seconds too long. But then they started in with that. But then they started with the. Really I'm going to try to hit that can over Really there. working the ribs of that joke. And th- then the one looks at his friend and he's like, all right, whatever. It pulls out his blaster and he can't fucking hit it either. <laughs> that was good. Oh, man, that killed it. That's the one I thought was uh, Obama. The one, that the, kept, non- the one that kept hitting Baby Yoda? Yes. Not that I would think Obama would hit Baby Yoda, but the, the voice actor. the child? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, thank you for correcting that. Um, <laughs> it uh, it just sounded like him for a second. To the it point, was really hard to tell who was who, even though one after who, you came. Jason Sudeikis, and the other one was like a – I can't remember the name now. That's something I didn't write Someone down, but that the, was cameos, the, min- the cameos yeah. in this were great. Yeah. Um, John Favreau, he does a voice cameo. Uh, he's the in the – it's in the first or second episode. He's, okay. the, he's the big Mandalorian. We used to. He's the one that gives Mando shit for shacking up with the Empire. Oh, okay. He gives that whole expositional. Now we have to hide in the sewer. No, you're right. Yeah. It's been just long enough that I did forget. And that the he did that. Uh, there was a nice uh, Star Wars holiday reference. Star Wars <laughs> the, holiday special reference. <laughs> Life in the first, day. Yeah, I get back for Life Day. That, that was, was in the first episode, right? Yeah, that was Horatio Sands. Okay, <laughs> that was a great cameo. Um, but yeah, just little shit like that, little nerd humor like that. It's it's. Good. I love the self awareness just enough. Just that, a, yeah. it, that plugs it in, going. 
But it's also not. I'll get him, but not wah, like. Wah. Get it? Yeah. Get it? It's so, not yeah. Mike Myers. Thank God he wasn't doing this. <laughs> um, or uh, well, who's his family guy? Um, Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't had a cameo in it yet. Yeah, I don't know. Because he's a huge Star Wars fan and nerd. So the humor, that's your number two. My number one was the Mandalorian isn't perfect. Okay. What was your? So I got. I guess I get to ride this out then. I have a couple Actually, of honorable no. mentions when we get. Yeah, once yeah. We're done. My. Uh, I've only got one left. We, okay. I don't like doing it that way. What? <laughs> I don't like switching where we were so we can just talk about it. Sorry. No, it's, I did it. Not sorry. You. Um, I'm sorry. Not to end on like a socio-political thing, but I like how they humanize the Jawas and the Tuscans. Yeah. They're not just these random, otherwise almost literally faceless indigenous people that you can't understand and they're just there to you do you not to sidetrack you on on what you're saying here but you do realize that when he tells quill to go back with the child to the ship and once he does whatever it's pretty much impenetrable you know no one can get in no one can do anything the ship unless you're on tatooine and their jawas around (laughs) jawas are that shit man um, but they, they they make the Jawas kind of like Bedouin traders. Yes. You know, like desert folk. Um, and, I mean, they didn't – it's straight up on the nose. The Tuscans are like Native Americans or, or Aboriginal people. You right. know, they, they, they say you're trespassing, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, while you're at it, they humanize the Mandalorian too when they finally take that helmet off of his face. You realize that he's the lead actor in the fucking show. And yeah. And you see his face for eight, ten seconds. Yeah. That's so cool. Kind of like it's, – it's straight up uh, – it's a, it's a parallel – to the Darth Vader yes. mask coming off. And you learn his name, too, which also adds another layer, which what, what? is Din Djarin. It's D-J-A-R-N-A-R-I-N. It's the D silent? No. Absolutely. <laughs> it's just like Django. <laughs> Django Fett. <gasps> oh. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's, that's my number one. Just how they just added a – they weren't trying to be, I don't think, politicky or anything. No. They were just making those characters kind of like giving Chewie the medal. They were just kind of. That was fan service, but I'll I'll take it. So yeah, that's that's a quick uh, that's a quick pick six on on the Mandalorian. Do you have any honorable mentions that you didn't put in your six? I'm almost I almost picked two of these. One is just commentary. One was just like, well, I never saw that happen until this episode. I had a, just a couple of quick things I kind of already mentioned. The cameos I thought were really nice and yeah. tasteful. Um, why is Tatooine, which is basically like the Arizona. Everybody has to go to Tatooine. It's the Arizona of fucking Star Wars, the New Mexico of Star Wars. And they no wonder Esposito's there, right? Yeah. It's the New Mexico of mm-hmm. uh, Star Wars. Is Moff supposed to be kind of like a term for like a general or a ranking in the it Imperial? governor. Okay. Um, I did predict that he would get his signet and it would be I – th- I thought it would be the child, like a silhouette of the child, mm-hmm. not the clan of the two, but um, – so I was basically right on that, and I really thought by the end of the series, or sorry, the the season, that the child would say like its first word, yeah, that, and it would be Mando. But then I realized that would be way too damn cutesy. Yeah, I also that's the one thing that kind of bothers me a little bit is Carl Weathers' character going Mando. It sounds a little too close to Lando, and I just and it's, it sounds a little. I understand you don't know his name, and that's what you're going to call him. But I was expecting him to go, Mando, and then they do the... You son of, of a, a bitch. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a Gungan. Um, <clears throat> he's a little boisterous. I don't mind it, though, man. No, I, I don't mind him. I don't mind him either. It was just... It's not what I was expecting, so it just kind of throws me sure. off a little bit. 
I think chapter six was one of my favorite episodes where it's the prison break. That was a great episode. Because it starts out where there's an, kind of an homage to Quentin Tarantino's Mexican standoff because there's almost like, quit pointing that blaster at me. There's that's that almost has the same like vibe. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And definitely the Mexican standoff. And then uh, it kind of just shifts down into like horror suspense. Yeah. And I and Lisa was like, did he? Did she? Did he kill all of them? Like, I bet you he put them all in a cell. And then he, he did. I've heard someone say yeah. that. Then he then he becomes Batman because he doesn't <laughs> kill any of them. Yeah, he He's, kills. He hunts and stalks them, and then he kills to defend himself. But it's not. I don't think he killed anybody in that one, did he? Huh, he beat the he, fuck he, out of those droids. What about the first episode where he kind of cuts a guy in half when he shuts the door? Well, that guy had it coming. <laughs> Again, he was defending himself. I'm sure he's killed some. He's got. He's like uh, Batman. Yeah, he's like Batman. He has a, oh, like has a creed, or he's got what was it? He's, he I has said? an Apollo creed, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the other one was I was today years old when I when I saw a Tie Fighter land on solid ground for the first time when I saw uh, Chapter Seven. Yeah, see, I don't. Th- that's retcon. They can't do that. Tie Fighters can't land. You think it, it, they they go, go, go out back. and then back to the they the star destroyer or where they literally they, came from. they literally hang seriously they, they like in uh, Force Awakens is when you first see that right uh, kind of first kinda. time I saw it was in a video game but that's okay. but you never they think about it when you go well, back to the original is, movies uh, when they when they land they take that uh, tri wing shuttle down okay. Are we going to mention the weird laser sword blade thing that he uses to cut <sighs> Moff uses to cut himself yeah, so out? So I again the screen crush because uh, it so, didn't look like a lightsaber, it but like then it, it looked, looked like, like a black. It's blade. so it's called the dark saber. Okay, uh, and you go. I have to go. It's nerd, nerd alert! Nerd! nerd! You have to go back into like the animated shits. The first Mandalorian that was allowed into the Jedi Order, okay. that was his lightsaber. Oh. It's called the Darksaber. Why it's shaped like a katana and has a point at the top, I don't know. Uh, it looked to me more like what's called a vibroblade, which actually uh, Mandalorian uses one in this. It's a little dagger he has. Right. Vibroblades are like a super prototype of the lightsaber. It's just a knife that vibrates. You kind of see more of the... So to learn more about the Darksaber, literally the last... Uh, episode recap on Screen Crush on YouTube. The guy okay. literally he goes into he goes into just that. The whole episode is about that and why this guy. So has don't it. listen. To, don't watch it if you don't really care that much. That's if, what you're saying. But it's a it's a Mandalorian relic. Okay, and is it it's saying that yeah. And there was not one, Sith, but he's just he's but the other just, thing that was kind of interesting is just in the past four or five years since the resurgence of all the Star Wars right, right. things that you start noticing. The laser blades and like you see it in Solo and you see it like with the executioners in The Last Jedi where there's like two points and there's some type of energy energy or yeah. laser or something like that. So it's I, I kind of like that, that they're being creative in that in that manner. But that's all it initially reminded me of. At first, I thought it was going to be small. It was something small that Moff used to cut himself out of that TIE fighter. And then it was really long. And I'm like, is that not? What is that? <laughs> yeah, what the, I thought it was going to be something like like a welding torch or something like that that he was cutting himself out with, and then he comes out, and I was like, it's a, okay. It's but if he's if uh, my thought is is that if he's if he has force abilities in any way that he would have used something else to get himself out rather than that. I would what my first thought. I would think, but then I go back to you're only supposed to be able to use a lightsaber if you're force sensitive, right? Yeah. Is how like they're just they're picking and choosing what 
what works for the story. Yeah, because in the video games, only a Force-sensitive person can use a lightsaber. Right. But Han uses a lightsaber a couple of times. So are they saying Han Solo is Force-sensitive? When did he use the... He cut the Tauntaun open. Oh, the Tauntaun open, yeah. And he cut them. Han, can you try and reach my lightsaber? When they're in the netting on on indoor. It's, it's, It's nitpicky shit, but... But it, what that so the dark saber what that does is it's it, still a weapon. It connects it. So to, is Finn force sensitive? Then he is. That's what he was. Gonna, okay. That's what he was going to tell Ray oh. that he's force sensitive. Yeah. But the 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 dark saber thing at the end it it connects it back to Rebels that animated show and another one. So it basically is saying that it's connecting. What would you call it earlier? Legend. Okay. It connects those and and is saying like this is the thing and I have no goddamn clue what any of it's about. It's just. Okay, so I guess not all lightsabers are cool looking and not all lightsabers make the cool noise. Right. All right. Well, Moff Gideon, enjoy your dark saber. <laughs> he did look kind of cool standing there with it. He did. Um, as long as he doesn't have any fried chicken restaurants. Zoyos like Hermanos. So if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad, <laughs> then you have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, I mean, that's that's all I have. I, just, I thought we'd pop in real quick and... Oh, uh, the Razor Crest is one of the ships at the end of Rise of Skywalker. Oh, okay. one of that myriad of ships that come to help. It's in like the if you look at the screen and you picture it as a clock, it's like in the center, just off, just down to the left. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool. I'd love to know that Mandalorian is one flying it, but who knows? That's our Mandalorian episode, kids. Hope you guys had a good New Year. Actually, yeah. yeah. Hope you guys had a good New Year. <laughs> <laughs> um, pick six. We're a few days off from it, so it's yeah. a little uh, hard to go. Wait, did it? No, not yet. Pick no, six it, is I, coming back when? I don't have a hard date for it yet, but it'll be in February. Mid, um, maybe we'll have a decision by the time that you hear uh, us sit down with Jamie and talk about her two mullet extravaganza Jesus. episodes. Uh, yeah, which for you guys is going to happen in about 30 days. For us, it's going to happen in about 30 minutes. <laughs> you <of> time travel. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, enjoy yourself, kids. Um, and we will, uh, see you at the end of the month. Check in with you soon. Cheers. Six Pack Double Feature is a Clopec Media production. You can like and follow them on Facebook at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast and on Instagram at Six Pack Double Feature. They aren't on Twitter because Twitter is dumb. As it should always be. The foundlings are the future. This is the way. This is the way.